0: Sometimes, life is yikes.
1: And that's okay. You're not alone.
0: Welcome, welcome to, to Yikesland. Yikes Land. How's it going, guys out there? Uh, welcome to uh, another great episode of Yikesland, uh, your podcast for us talking about depression and anxiety in an open, you know, kind of vocal way for us to be able to reach out to you guys um out there who may be dealing with the same uh issues out there so that way you may be able to, be able to realize that um you're not alone in you know the struggle or the way to cope with it so we're here talking about it i'm your host John huno along with host chris fung uh thank you so much for joining me here Uh, If you're new uh, to the show, again, we're here kind of talking about our personal experiences and eventually maybe leading up to having some people on to talk about their experiences as well about uh, coping with depression uh, and anxiety and uh, just talking about general mental health. Um, So thank you so much for joining us here. Uh, Chris, how are you doing? I
1: am still depressed. Still depressed. (laughs)
0: Still depressed. It's gonna be a daily thing, guys. It's, it's that's how that's how th- this works, and it's about coping with it, and it's about you know learning to live with it. How are you coping with it recently?
1: Um, well, I was gonna say uh, I think a lot of the time, you know, when you when other people ask you out in public, how are you, and you just say good, or you just say okay, or you're like great, how are you, and you kind of try to gloss over it. So I guess that's why I answered with still depressed because yeah. I feel like. I think we want this to be a space where we can say, how are you? I'm bad or I'm sad or how are you? Well, I'm still alive and that's okay. That's good enough. That's what I'm doing right now.
0: Yeah. Um, That's the thing we want to like really stress out there for, for people out there who are joining us. Thank you. Um, that it's, it's really okay to be, uh, able to talk about it, you know, uh, because even to this day, even though it's gotten more and more open out there, um, it's still, on its way and it's still one of those taboo things that not a lot of people really accept or really talk about. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully uh, we reach at least someone out there um, with this podcast. Um, Yeah. So I guess we'll start off with the, with, with our uh, segment, uh, the very app that you had brought it up. How are you doing?
1: (laughs) Well, um, I guess this week has been a little bit harder in terms of external challenges, um my sister right now is also she's also depressed. She's like me, she talks about it all the time, pretty open about it, um which I think is very healthy or as healthy as you can be in that situation. Um but she's definitely been struggling and uh it's harder for me because I can't be with her right now. Um because I have to work and I have to stay here. I kind of feel like I haven't been as supportive as I could be but then on the flip side um I do feel like I'm trying to protect my own mental health a little bit Mm -hmm. by sort of not letting uh by sort of distancing myself from her experience where I'm not letting it sort of bleed into mine and I feel guilty about that as well so it's a little bit complicated
0: how is it how how, like for for you with that like kind of inner kind of struggle like you wanting like wanting to be there for her but also trying to distance yourself from that because you're trying to keep yourself afloat how does that how does that like how does that work for you and how how do you deal with that
1: well I think uh I mean for people like me and I know people like you as well a lot of my kind of a lot of my value and a lot of how i see myself is wrapped up in me being able to help other people um but it's more personal when it's you know somebody who's like your very best friend or your sibling where i do feel like i can talk to people that i'm maybe a little less intertwined with um about these issues more freely without them affecting me at all but sort of to me because my sister and i grew up so close Uh, my happiness and her happiness are so wrapped up together that seeing her like this and not being able to sort of go out and save her is difficult, even though, you know, you can't, you can't save somebody else. You can be there for them and you can definitely help them. Mm. Um, But, you know, you also have to take care of yourself. And a big thing that they say is, uh, it's like when you're on the airplane, put on your own oxygen mask before assisting others. And you do need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and not trying so desperately to be there for others at your own detriment.
0: Yeah. And it's uh, just
1: because it's my sibling, it's an added layer of it's personal and I feel yeah. guilty and she's younger. And I feel like I am supposed to take care of her and fix everything for her.
0: It's, it's almost, uh, this is calling back to the last episode. If you guys didn't get a chance to listen to the first episode, go back and listen to the story of Jelani. Um, I brought up that like being the older sibling, um, in the family, uh, trying to look out for my younger, those younger siblings um, was a job that at the same time while I wanted to protect them and I wanted to, you know, try and be there for them um, at the same time while trying to cope with everything that I'm dealing with internally um, was a struggle. I mean, do you, do you find yourself kind of like constantly dealing with that or being, you know, the, uh, having uh, the younger sister?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, the way that I've always thought about it is it's like, we're both driving in a car and my parents are in the driver's seat and, uh, or my mom's in the driver's seat, for example, and I'm in the front seat and my sister is sitting in one of the back passenger seats. So for me, I look out the window and I just see the road, but for her, everything that she looks at when she tries to look forward has the back of my head in it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like that expresses how our childhood has gone and how it's definitely still makes an impact on us today where I know that I'm so much a part of her existence and her reality, like literally because I came first because she did not exist in the world without me mm-hmm. present. And so I feel a big responsibility towards her happiness and her mental health um, because of that, because I know that I'm just such a big presence for her. And uh, my sister and I are the only siblings, so it's just us. Um, And that also kind of makes everything a little bit more uh, tunnel vision Mm. when it's us together. And we have similar issues. We deal with them in relatively similar ways um and so that can be a blessing because you have somebody built in in your family that knows exactly how you feel and thinks the same types of jokes about depression are funny as you um in the contrast my parents are not like that at all uh they don't they don't have the same issues and they don't deal with them in the same way like don't really think that our jokes about depression are funny. Um, And so that kind of created an insular world for my sister and I.
0: And so one of the things that I want to stress for for listeners out there and people who are joining us here is we're going to take different avenues um, in talking about, uh, you know, mental health and depression and anxiety. Um, We may even try to make light of it, um, not in jest, but trying to understand that, like, this is, it's, it's a crazy funny thing that we're dealing with at the same time um and while we're trying to uh lighten it up with um just how even our personal views on it are kind of like oh this is is just a funny crazy thing that we're dealing with uh understand out there guys that we're not um saying that it's not a serious topic and it's not you know things like that it's it's literally our way of coping with it it's literally our way of talking about it um and trying to make it kind of a normal thing for people to understand out there and that it's okay to talk about uh, for, for people out there and understand that, yes, it, it's, it's something that's really weird and not everyone understands it, but um, we can talk about it in, in a different lights than just having it be all dark um, and stormy all the time for us out there. Uh, for you, uh, I guess one one last question. I, I brought up last week that uh, one of the things that I have uh, is that I'm able to really, really um, empathize. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Feel empathy for people out there. Sure. Um, and also really uh, attempt to help them out a lot and re- really show a lot of, you know, care and trying to help them out. But the one thing I cannot do, um, and I'm unable to do is help myself. Um, is that something you deal with as well, where it's like, it's really hard for you to like, ha- like help yourself, but you, you, you find it more easier to help other people. Is that what, is, is that something you deal with as well? Uh, or is it different for you?
1: Oh, absolutely. That's, uh, something that I definitely deal with and the way that I kind of try to work around it and this doesn't work all of the time, but it's, The only thing I've found so far that sort of does anything to combat that is just trying to talk to myself with a different person's voice and talk to myself as if I'm somebody else, as especially I will think of myself as my sister, where I'm like, what would I say to my sister or a best friend? What would I say to my best friend? How kind would I be to them about their issues? And then try to extend that kindness to myself. And that's obviously, it's not my first instinct for the way that I talk to myself. And so it's something that takes a lot of work and I have to be very cognizant of, uh, but that's absolutely something that I struggle with as well. Okay.
0: All right. Um, thank you for sharing what you're going through recently. I, for me, uh, recently, it's, it's just been trying to balance my, de- my depression and everything that I'm dealing with uh, with just my creativity at the same time. I like I, I'm I wanna put together the show correctly and I wanna be able to maintain uh the level of quality that I've I've always strived for in the other podcast and how we launch things and how we do things. But uh I've been really struggling with it because um it's just kind of been hitting me a little bit. I'm not sure if there's something like setting it off a little bit, but um been finding it more, more and more often, where I feel like, ah, uh, you know, I'm really sluggish or I'm really fatigued, and I, I really can't bring myself to want to do it. But at the same time, um, the, the creativity and everything I'm doing and trying to put everything together and maintain everything, it's also helping me keep my mind off at the same time. So it's a weird balance issue, sure. um, and sometimes kind of a double-edged once, sword. one side balances out more than the other, and you know, uh, that's what I've kind of been dealing with recently. Nothing nothing huge or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's like you said, a double-edged sword, um, kind of go back and forth between, you know, stabbing away and, and slashing at things that I need to get done and then also hurting myself. So, you know, uh, for f- folks out there who are joining us for this uh, second episode, so thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, last episode, I kind of went into early Jelani Hood, you know, Hood, I guess, if you want to <laughs> call it that. Um, kind of talking about a little bit about, you know, things that kind of led to where I am and uh, how, how my depression kind of started. Um, so I'm, I have a second half to that story, and uh, it, it kind of goes off from high school and onto adulthood and things like that uh this kind of goes into a personal thing with relationships and things like that so um again i'll stress this again i i don't hate anybody i am I, i i'm unable to hate someone like that i may i may have anger towards someone or i may have an issue with someone at the moment but after a while i i find myself just coming back to like i just can't. I mean, it uh, holding hate in my heart. Is, it, it's something that it's another thing that I can't just add on top of this. You know, of the stress of of life and the depression that I have in my mind and just you know the things that I'm trying to cope with. So um, understand that, that there is no ill will here and there's no hatred coming from me in this. You know, um, so uh, <laughs> going from this is is kind of late high school um going i we talked about a little bit you know last episode but you know um already feeling you know more and more just you know detached to myself um i kind of uh my inner voice as we called it last episode that uh that i deal with in this, with the depression telling me that uh i have to self-destruct anything that i really love um and especially something that i you know I just don't deserve it or i, I i'm very just self-destructive with my life you know uh so one thing that i found that that kind of aided me at that time um was uh i went across seas um with my father and uh mother and we went uh back to cambodia um we went there uh visiting uh, on vacation we were going to be there for like six seven weeks so it was was a long period of time and uh you know had met someone over there um someone that you know um my father had knew had knew their family and uh you know one thing led to another we were talking for a while and for a while I kind of had I guess kind of convinced myself that uh you know you know things were could be good and things could could be great um and um, after a while, um, we were engaged and, uh, I had sponsored over here and everything and we got married and we were living life for a while. And, uh, uh, after a while of, um, uh, being together and, you know, everyone has their ups and downs in the relationship and, uh, um, you know, the, the, was it perfect? No, um, but uh, but at the same time, for at least a period of time, there was some happiness there. Um, and going from that, uh, this is when uh, I had my children come to the, uh, the picture there and uh, the makings of a family. So. You know, working towards a house and, you know, the two car garage and the two cars sure. and things like that and trying to get everything, you know, the, 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 the dream, the, the dream home, yeah. the, the fence and everything like that, you know, a uh, house. And uh, we had built that and we were uh, I, like my views on things is it, it's and relationship. It's it's supposed for me, it's, it's it's a team effort. It's it's, you know, we're supposed to support each other. We're supposed to constantly be there for each other. Um after a while uh not really sure what exactly happened and maybe it's just you know i don't know maybe it was my fault I, I i don't know um uh there was a lot of uh arguments that may have come up after a while and uh a lot of people uh or some some family members even had uh questioned whether or not i should be with her um uh, because of the constant issues of the arguments and the constant, you know, difficulties in the relationship and the uh, just non-support from her for sure. me, as I felt and some people have seen. Um, they were constantly telling me, like, you know, hey, you know, you maybe you should rethink about, you know, whether or not you should be with her. And... uh <sighs> It's almost like a weird thing, and I don't, I don't know if this, I don't know if this is gonna make sense to you, but for me, I felt like this was like my choice. This was like the thing that I I I was in control of, and it was the only thing I was in control of in my life at that moment. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if that, I don't know if it makes sense to you, like it's my choice and it's it's my decision to whether or not this relationship is going to keep going and uh, I'm in control of it, you know, and I wanted it to work, you know. And, of course. Uh, um, I, I don't know if that makes sense to anybody out there, but uh, I, I've tried really hard to make it work and uh, after some time, um, I started realizing that, uh, you know, the voices started creeping back up again and this uh, kind of came up when I realized that, um, it was really difficult for me to understand whether or not she was going to be there for me um support wise so this all hard, this all kind of comes up big thing that really shows this is that uh i was in a car accident and um car was totaled and this happened maybe 6 or year, 6 years ago i think um car accident during the winter on my way home from work uh um remember very clearly clearly I was driving uh driving home down the road and some guy thought it would be really great to kinda of just like go for it across like the, the streets, you know, from, from across all the way to uh one side street to another side street if sure. if it makes sense to you guys. And uh he obviously was not going to make it. And uh, he kind of just like zoomed out of nowhere and slammed right into the front of me. And we both had slammed up. My car is completely gone. He had a big SUV, so I assumed that his is OK. Um, I was injured in the accident a little bit, um, kind of uh, laid up for a little bit. I was off from work, um, had to use a uh, cane, um, had my uh, back pretty messed up, and I had to go to physical therapy. Um, so I wasn't able to perform you know the normal physical things that I would normally be able to do. i was for a while like right at the beginning, I had to use like uh, a cane and stuff like that for a while and uh realized that this wasn't going to uh I wasn't going to be able to do anything that I'd normally be able to do or take care of the things that i need, normally would take be able to do at the house and so what happened was uh this is when I realized that um, the support issue was kind of a thing of like, I don't know if she's going to be there for me. Um, because when I was in my worst, you know, darkest point, um, uh, she she really wasn't like showing up for like the support that I needed at that time. And uh, it, it kind of like really, while I, I didn't want to hold like this grudge, against her or anything like that it really kind of put like this kind of dark cloud on like the relationship for me where um when I was injured and I wasn't able to do anything you know like for for me if my significant other was was injured or sick or anything like that for me my idea of it is like you you I I always said it as as like yeah in a relationship or uh, you wear many coats, right? You're this, here's the husband coat. Here's the, uh, I'm gonna work on the yard coat and I'm gonna do this coat or I'm I'm gonna be the breadwinner coat. But when, whatever you are at that time, whenever the significant other or whoever you're supporting is injured or something happens to them that's bad and you have to be there, you take off all these coats and you put on the support coat and you show up to play. You know what I mean? It, it, that's, that's how I've described it, you know, and she did not show up for that. Um, she distanced herself a little bit and she wasn't as supportive to me uh, at that time. And uh, the dark um, thoughts kind of came into the picture, you know, and it, it's, I was in a very vulnerable state because of the, the pain pills and the, pain just that I dealt with with you know the non-support and also the physical pain that I dealt and then, like the whole loss of the car and the whole issue of like not working for that time period and it was just kind of all just stress and anxiety and a big mess of everything and it put a big dark cloud on the whole relationship for me and uh tried to work through that and uh started realizing that you know trying to really really get everything in it and back in order and trying to get the relationship back on track and uh from there um there was a there was kind of for me this thing of like she she wasn't happy right and there was and i tried to really understand why and how we could you know, we could correct it. Was it me? Was it something we were doing wrong? Was it the place? Was it, like, what was going on? And we even had, like, a conversation where I had asked her, I was like, so how do you want to, what's going on? Why aren't you happy? You know? um, Is it where we we are? Uh, You know, is it your job? Is it my job? Is it me? Is it what's going on? How can we correct it? And the only thing she could tell me was that she didn't know. And that wasn't an answer that I wanted to hear at that time, you know, and, um, some people were telling me that, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a really hard decision to make, you know, uh, w- you know, whether or not you're going to continue with this relationship, you know, and, uh, the stress from that became, um, pretty, pretty, pretty hard, and, uh, the dark clouds started getting darker, uh, for me, because the, uh, the voices came back again, and, uh, they started, you know, saying that, you know, started going to some dark places, you know, where I started thinking it would be really nice, um, if I just, you know, was on a highway on the way to work, and if I just kind of just drove the car into the medium, and, like, kind of just ended it all, you know, and after, like, kind of many days and weeks of just like constantly thinking that it's like, you know what? No, I need to, I need to talk to somebody. I need, I need to figure this out. And, uh, I talked about it in the last episode when I had gone to my doctor and I had talked, uh, to her and told her, uh, what I was feeling. And she had said, you know, that you were depressed, you know? And, uh, she, (laughs) when she had told me that, of course I described in the last episode that I, I, I kind of broke down. Um, what happened at that point was that uh I had uh, called my uh first person I called when I left I went to the parking lot of the, the clinic, got out of my car, called significant other and told her, you know, that information. And uh the answer that I received was not the answer that I wanted. It was it was I wanted I didn't just want, like, oh, I feel bad for you or something like that, but I wanted some acknowledgement of, like, oh, you know, it's okay. We'll get through this or we'll figure this out or, you know, something that you would think that, like, a supportive person would do. But it was the answer I got was more of this is an inconvenience for me. Had you you
1: told her that you were going to the doctor?
0: I had told her I was going to the doctor.
1: And was that something that she was supportive of or distant from?
0: Uh, There was some distance Uh, a little bit from that but at the same time it was you know it it was it was a difficult situation because I, I said I needed to go talk to the doctor about something um it's gonna be kind of personal I don't know um just been feeling kind of down lately and uh first person I think the call was her and because you know again while we may be kind of rocky at that point it was still kind of like you know we're still a thing. Yeah. That's still your
1: person at the time.
0: You know, and you're supposed to be our person. And my, as my person, like at, at very least you should like try and like say that like, Oh, you know, Hey, you know, we'll figure it out, you know, or something, you know, I I don't know if like, maybe I was expecting too much from it, but you know, first, first words was, and she knew she had said it wrong. Cause like, you know, no, that's not, and she had tried to like backtrack, backtrack her, her word. And I was like, that's, that was the wrong answer, and I kind of just hung on the phone and broke down again in the car and I just like felt like the f- it was like kind of one of the lowest points at that at that point, and that was really kind of like the a very sharp decline in the whole relationship of like not knowing why she wasn't happy, not not knowing where I stood on everything, and um slowly just going to a darker place. And it's, it's really hard for me to say that I had to essentially, I es- essentially had to break my family, you know. And uh, I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want to do that. And uh, it's, it was really hard for me to say because you know the, I had two kids wife the house the cars and everything like that it was it was family you know and the the choice was to keep the family and sacrifice what essentially might be my my life um to my depression because it was getting worse or try to give myself a, a chance to you know, be there for, for a long period of time for, in some capacity for my kids and everything like that. And so, um, I essentially had to, had, I had to, had to break my family. I had to, I had to, I, uh, the harshest words I've, I've ever used for it is I, I had to take a sledgehammer to my family. It was, it was, I had to break all, all of that, all that time and all that, all that bonds and everything that I had, built there and um it's um it's 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 a really tough thing that i had to had to do there um and i'm i don't know if it was the right thing to do or not but i at the same time from there i i was able to try and focus on trying to heal myself and try to get help and it's just it wasn't going to happen there um it was, and it it wasn't just like this happened over like a couple couple weeks. I the the time between the accident and finding out of the with the depression um, was years, and it was a slow deterioration of the relationship. And it was whether or not I was gonna allow my kids to grow up in a household where I'm going slowly. To a place that's completely dark, and we're arguing all the time, and we can't, you sure. know, can't even like show something, you know, for them. Besides, like, you know, again, I I love my kids, and I love everything about them, and I, I love seeing them all the time. It's just, it's, it's just with the dark, you know, the the thing that I'm coping with, it gets really hard to um, do that in that environment, to heal in that environment, um, especially with all the stress that I was under. And, um, you know, maybe I should have listened to the people who I was, who were telling me before about like, you know, maybe, maybe I should make the decision earlier, you know, to end it. Maybe I should have walked away from it earlier, but, you know, I was in my way of like, this is, this is something that I, I, I'm in control of. And it's, it's, it's something that I, I, I think can work and I can, I can try, you know, and I can do this and, um essentially from that point um kind of broke me you know um separated up um distanced myself um to try and heal myself and again maybe it was me just uh going back to the whole voice thing of like oh you don't deserve this you don't you know you know maybe maybe that pushed me to really do that um but we are where we are. Um, and I'm slowly trying to heal myself up. Uh, and from there, uh, present days, you know, we're separated, but we're trying to be cordial to each other. So for the, for the kids and of course, you know, and that's probably the hard thing where I'm constantly having to stress over like how things are going to be with the kids. And that's one of the dark things that hangs over me, um, right now. Uh, and what really, probably recently really broke me um, internally um, was that there was a second car accident, and uh, it really played out exactly how the first one did, except this time I'm pretty much alone. Um, at the time, that was just fresh off the the divorce, and she wanted to go. To back to Cambodia to visit and just get away for a while and uh, I wasn't in any shape to take the kids for the period of time she was going. She was going for like three months. Does she still have family back there? She does. And so she had went and the kids had went with her and I was in a place of like total just sadness that I couldn't see them all the time but like I just, I couldn't, I was not financially and just trying to heal myself not ready to take the kids 24/7 sure. while she was gone so That's understandable. She had went and then towards the end of that 3 months uh I had uh gotten into another car accident and it played out exactly like the, the first one and it put me into a very very bad bad state um I was uh essentially here and having to relive probably the moment where my marriage had started to deteriorate and where things got the most dark and I was still just in my mind alone again and uh, left to my own devices. And so it uh, it uh, really hurt and uh, I'm probably still recovering from that. Um, at the same time, I just trying to pull myself out of that wreck that i was um it, it got really hard and uh i don't know i don't know uh how i'm doing compared to that point um i don't i don't i don't have thoughts that uh that i had at that point of like man i just when it happened again and i was living through it again and i was living through the same exact thing again i just like i just, I can't believe I'm in this hell again. I'm reliving my worst moment again. And I just had, I was like, man, I I really wish that car had just like really finished the job, you know, and had completely stopped like everything that I'm dealing with right now because this is, this is just the worst thing I could have gone, I could have thought could have ever happened to me where I, I don't know if that makes sense to you at all uh, of like having to relive like one of the worst moments again, pretty much note for note. I had to go back to the same exact physical therapy clinic. I had to go, to, I had to deal with the same exact thing. I had to be off for almost the same exact time period. It's like a hellish and,
1: groundhog day.
0: And at the same time, yeah, exactly. And at the same time, it was at the end of the three months. So when the, when the car accident happened, kids had just landed back and I couldn't. See them because I was laid up, um, and I wasn't physically able to take them here, um, and it just was like the worst possible thing for it to happen to me, and uh, it just it was, it was just a, a bad spot. But uh, as dark as it got, um, I had uh, slowly had tried to pull myself together and pull everything back together, and you know me and. The ex are are trying to be, you know, cordial to each other. While you know, we may have our differences. I don't I don't hate her or anything like that. Or you know, and uh, just uh, slowly trying to cope with it. You know, and take my take the medication that I take and take it day by day and try to balance work and my depression or depression sometimes as i feel like i can't pull myself out of bed but um i need to and i need to be able to try and slowly get to that point um but you know that's it's gonna take time for me uh especially which is how everything had slowly transpired with the whole end of that second second act i guess if you call of July's uh, the tr- road to depression if you will <laughs> uh
1: Well, if I may offer another perspective, when you are telling the story, and I think this is something that uh, happens when a lot of people are telling their sort of stories of depression, the way that you phrase it makes it sound like you think that you were very weak at those times, but I'm listening to you tell the story and I'm seeing from the outside that you were very strong at those times because you are still here today. And that takes incredible strength, given what you went through with external factors like car accidents and internal factors, because I know exactly how ugly your internal voice can be to yourself. So I think it takes incredible strength that you are still here. And I think that you're telling a story of strength.
0: Yeah. And at least trying to stay strong (laughs) as as possible. Uh, Thank you. But uh, it's 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 gonna be a day by day thing, and while again this is probably it's I try I didn't want to go into every detail of everything that happened with everything, but at, at the same time like uh, I may not be the worst case of everything that might have happened to somebody or, or things that might have have happened to somebody, but. Whatever factors that may have led you to being where where you are in your you know depression or anxiety, just just know that you know um, you're not alone. Again, I think I stressed it last week. You know, while your circumstances and things that you're dealing with and and the storm that you're you're in may be unique to you, um, you are you are never alone. Um, there are there are many people out there who deal with the same things or deal uh with a different type of you know depression or or mental illness that are like trying to cope with it day by day you know um and every day
1: that you're still here is a success and is a strength
0: yes it's just you know again i I talked about it uh last episode i i have this kind of inner thing of where i'm (sighs) i have this very self destructive nature towards like things in my life that I don't like. I have this thing where it's like, oh, it's not gonna work out, or you're not uh, good enough to have this thing, or you're not good enough to go for this thing, and it's 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 really hard. And I I see myself just just trying to ignore that voice and move on with you know just normal day to day things, but it, it sometimes does get to you and uh they're slowly slowly trying to gain back pieces of myself again i described what it feels like being in the state that i am i feel like i'm looking at a mirror and i see myself right and i know it's like that that's me right and i know that's me right But no matter how hard I try to push the mirror or try to touch and get to myself, I can never get to myself. But I can see myself, right? And that's the thing. It's like that's – for me, I feel like that explains my depression and how I deal with it. It's like I feel like I'm apart from myself and I can see who I I really am and who I want to be. It's just I'm separated by that – by this – some sort of force that i just can't break through to get to myself and i'm just caught in like a sea of just like you know blackness but every now and then there's a tinge of light that like guides me to where i need to go and what i'm trying to do and slowly trying to gain back more and more of myself and things that i want to do and things that i that i am it's just you know it's 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 a hard battle, you know I, I mean and I don't know if any of this made sense to you at all. I mean I, I, you have different things um, that has happened to you as well um, but you know, I don't know if it's, if it's relatable at all, but that's basically kind of where our kind of a, a nice overview <laughs> summary of how I got to where I am and what I deal with uh, on a day-to-day basis and what I've done and what I've, what I've dealt with. Uh, I hope this. I hope that that story at all somehow connects to someone out there and makes them understand. It's like, yeah, I understand, you know. And I hope that me being here shows that you know you can still be here too, you know, and you can continue to still be here in the future. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I guess.
1: Well, I was going to ask, there were a couple moments in your story where um, it was kind of clear that you were able to reach outside your situation and ask for help. Like when you went to the doctor and then you mentioned taking medication as well. Mm -hmm. And I was going to ask how that process went for you. What sort of, did something change? Did something happen? Was there a moment where you were like, it's at this moment that I need to ask for help. It's at this moment that I'm willing to take medication. So I know that's a big Issue for a lot of people, and I'll touch on that when I tell my story as well. Yeah. But the decision to take or not take medication, or go to or not go to therapy, is definitely not to be taken lightly. And
0: yeah. So here, so here's the thing, right? Um. And in, in my mind of trying to s- slowly cope with with the the deterioration of like the relationship and trying to trying to keep it together and trying to um, trying to get make things better, um, I felt myself. Going back to where I was, where the the darkness and the depression was creeping back into me, and I really was more self-conscious about it at that time. Because again, most of my most of, before that, it was mostly um, as a as an adolescent, as a teenager, as a preteen, and just now as an adult, I was trying to stay uh, ahead of the curve and trying to really do what i could to make things better um for myself to try and get back to um you know s- staying as a family and and doing that and uh it was really hard for me to actually you know say and go go and tell my doctor about it but uh it i did was able to get it out there and i was able to um accept the Acknowledgement that, you know, yes, I, I probably am dealing with, uh, I am dealing with uh, depression and them prescribing me the medication. And was
1: that a conversation that came up right away? And did you, did you rehearse that in your head?
0: Uh, the, what the, Did it
1: take a lot of, like, did it, did you have to rehearse in your head? You know, how do I say to a medical uh, professional yeah, what's happening with so me? So
0: I had, refer- <laughs> yeah, I, I, when I was sitting in, the office, because, you know, there's always that moment where, like, oh, uh, they take you to the room, and you sit here, and it feels like the longest five minutes of your life, and you're sitting <laughs> there, and you're trying to figure out how to say it, and for me, I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to, s- if I can even say this, or if I can even s- tell her this, and um eventually, I was able to just come out with it and say what I needed to say um, about, like, me having, just creeping back into just depression and, and I didn't say that, but I said like, you know, just having, uh, bad thoughts and things like that and just being completely fatigued and, um, just describing, you know, how I felt and things like that and them coming to the conclusion that I was dealing with that and, uh, they wanted me to see a specialist and they prescribed me some, uh, anti-anxiety pills, um, which which uh did help and i i was on for a while and uh see the, the thing is after a while um the thing that happened uh i guess i could talk to this at this point too i had a lot of different opinions on how i should handle this and that's it's it's kind of a weird thing because there's a lot of people who don't really understand depression and anxiety and uh, mental health and so a lot of people will either tell you um well keep your chin up, you know, or, you know, you should, you should do this and it'll make you feel better or something. Yeah. Like they'll that. say, why don't
1: you just be happier? Why you don't, don't you just look at what's like, good in your you life know, and yeah, be grateful? Keep your chin up. <laughs> I was like,
0: Oh yeah, that's, that's what I was doing wrong. It was, it wasn't keeping my chin high <laughs> enough. I mean, it was, but, uh, there were some people saying, it was like, Oh, you should, yeah. Uh, oh, Medi- the depression medication's gonna gonna screw you up or you shouldn't take that and it was like those constant just like different views and opinions on what to do and it's actually kind of screwed me up a little bit like of trying to keep a normal schedule of like taking my pills and taking my medication and taking this um just trying to cope with everything uh because um while I was doing okay for a while taking the pills on a daily basis, like I'm supposed to uh, after a while, I kind of fell off for a little bit and um, understood I got dark again. And it's just been really hard of trying to like get back on a schedule, a normal, just like, okay, this is, I got to do this every day. But it's, the depression's fighting back. I'm just like, no, you kind of just like, it's too hard for you to walk to the bottle and open it and pop it in your mouth. And it's like, this is what happens. Uh, in 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 sometimes when you get hit with like uh you the modes of like being depressed and you get this whole thing of like oh that's just too hard to do I just want to lay here I don't want to do anything I even if it's something fun or it's even if it's something s- as simple as walking to your to the uh, to across the street or something like that it's absolutely like, no it's too far I just can't do it I'm just gonna you know, lay here and not eat, I guess, or something like that. Yeah. Or I'm not going to, you know, bathe or, or I'm not going to do this or do that. And uh
1: can be especially difficult, I think, with uh when you're taking medication that you're going to see mental effects with yeah. because it's not like you're, you know, it's not like you have an open wound and you have to bandage it and it's something physical that you can see. Yeah, It's something where you need to take, in order for the medication to work you need to be taking it consistently to see any effects and you yeah. still might not see effects did yeah. your medication work for you right I away I felt
0: like I, I i did get some some aid from it i mean but it might not, not have been perfect but i felt like i was getting uh some aid from it when i was taking consistently um but then I, of course i fell off of it for a little bit with just people just like oh you don't need it all the time you know you took it for a while now let's just experience life and don't take you know, don't take it all the time or stuff like that. it's just like, did you
1: get any negative side effects with it?
0: That uh, for me, actually, for the one that they described me, it wasn't like a very harsh thing. So it it actually didn't have any real negative uh, effects from that one. No. Um, so that was a, I guess, a positive um, silver lining, I guess. <laughs> it was a silver lining and just a, a weird storm, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> of just weird crap. But yeah, I, I, for people out there who are like looking to seek help, uh, yeah, you should talk to somebody. If it's not a professional, try to talk to some to a family, a friend, you know, someone who's who you can open up to and talk to about like what you're feeling, you know, and how things are going for you. And if you need to, you know, take medication, don't don't stress away from it. Just understand that if it's something you're going to try. Go into it and fully commit to it and see if it actually works because the thing about like antidepressants and things like that it's it's about taking consistently taking for a long period of time because it doesn't kick in like the next day or something like that. It takes weeks for it to adjust you to get to get you back to normal and um, at that point weeks later you may find out it's not working for you and you might need to try some a different medication because there's many different types for different people. And, uh, you know, it's all about trying to find what fits you. And if that doesn't fit you, maybe therapy will. And, or uh, some combination you know, of some the combination two. Some combination of the two. So, you know. But uh, that's yeah, there's,
1: there's a lot of medication. There's a lot of shame uh, s- around medication out there, I feel. And this is definitely a space where I think we both agree that you know, if you need to take medication, if you don't, if you're trying to take it, but you're failing to take it consistently, those are all places that we've both been. Yeah. And it's whatever works for you, works for you. And maybe something works for you for a while and then it stops working. But there's no shame in needing to take medication or deciding to stop or trying and failing. And the same goes for therapy. It's whatever keeps you here and isn't hurting other people, then do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, any final thoughts before we end off?
1: Well, I just wanted to thank you for being honest with us and sharing your story. It's obviously something that is very personal, but I think it it's interesting the way that you were sharing it. Like I said before, you were telling it um, where it, it seems like you maybe felt like a lot of that was weakness and... I just wanna remind you that I'm seeing that as your strength and I hope that you can kind of create that voice in your head and for everybody who's out there as well, try to create that voice in your head where you're able to flip what you're seeing as weakness and what you're seeing as your faults into strengths, that you're still here, that you're still with us, that you're telling your story, whether it's to one person who's a friend or a therapist or a doctor, or, you know, to everybody on a podcast hmm. that, you know, you're still here. You're not alone. And I think that's incredible.
0: Right. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, uh, guys, thank you so much for supporting the podcast and joining us here. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully uh, you guys stick around and, you know, spread the word for Yikesland and everything that it stands for um, of just being a beautiful wonderful place of just despair <laughs> 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 but uh you know just uh thank you so much for sticking to do it with us and listening to us as we talk about our personal stories and you know hopefully um as the show evolves and we continue to talk more in depth and other you know mental illnesses and things like that and uh you know Ways you can help yourself cope with it, and you know, maybe talking to some other people. Uh, you guys can help spread the word for us and uh, let people know that we, you know, are here and talking about it. And uh, hopefully, you know, it's hopefully out there someone is listening and someone is understanding, and someone is understanding that, that you know, you're not alone and it's a normal thing you deal with. So, uh, once again, uh, this has been Yikes Land, it's been uh, presented by uh, Pop Samurai Network. You guys can find out more about the Popsamory Network at popsamorynetwork.com. Uh, you can find out all the information about our other shows. We have, uh, you know, geeky shows and stuff like that on the network. You can check out there. Uh, that again, popsamorynetwork.com. And, uh, you know, find us on social media and things like that. Uh, if you guys got any questions or you'd like to share your experience or anything like that, uh, you can send us an email at popsamorynetwork.com. Uh, at gmail.com so Network at gmail.com and uh, you can send us uh, an email just put in the title header uh, yikes land and uh, we'll uh, read it out and uh, you, you might even get it right on the air uh, if you want so you know just let us know and uh, you know uh, we love to hear from you guys and communicate with you guys and interact with you guys out there if you will so uh, this has been your host Jeline Who, along with host
1: and Chris Fung
0: uh, you know Thank you so much, and uh, thank you for being here. And once again, if you guys are seeking help or if you want, uh, you know, you need someone to talk to, and if you're feeling in a very dark place, just make sure that uh, you understand that there's a uh, place you can call, and it's completely confidential, and you can talk to them at any time of the day, 24 hours a day. It's a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and you can call them at one 800 273 Eight two five five. That's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. If you're feeling, you know, in a real, real dark place, please talk to someone. You know, contact them. Contact if you want. Contact us. You know, uh, just you know, please talk to someone if you if you're in a really bad spot and need to, need to speak to somebody because you know we're all here and if you're here with us, uh, it makes the world a better place. You know, and we love you. And thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for being here, guys. Catch you later. (laughs)